Well, hello again, everybody. This is John Norris at Trading Perspectives. As always, we have our very good friend, Sam Clement. Sam, say hello. Hey, John. You doing okay tonight? Doing great. Well, that, I'm glad to hear that. Here we are on Wednesday, April the 10th. It's a beautiful day outside. And on the TV today, I've been watching uh, some of the country's biggest CEOs of banks, yeah. senior executives up on Capitol Hill being grilled, for lack of a better term. Uh, by some of the more, shall we say, progressive block of the Democratic Party, asking hard-hitting questions. And a lot of them really tended to focus on maybe what these Congress people expect uh, CEOs to do for the society. Essentially, yeah. it may be, maybe the Democratic Party, or at least these people in the Congress, have a different view on what a corporation's primary role is in society. Sure. From more from one from a social aspect as opposed to a pure business aspect. Yeah, I was surprised by some of these questions that they were getting. You know, I expected the uh, should banks be too big to fail type questions, yeah. you know, something along the lines of the TARP program of the recession, you know, just something along those lines when you have the CEOs of what the seven, eight, nine biggest banks in the country. You know, I expected that line of questioning, but what I didn't expect line of questioning is. Uh, questions about climate change, questions about um, groups of companies or individuals that they're no longer giving loans to, that they're no longer working with. It's uh, surprising, but also not surprising at the same time. Well, you know, for me, watching some of the uh, some of the questions and answers today kind of falls on the heels of a couple of articles that I've read earlier in the week. One was about how Google was trying to set up an ethics board regarding artificial intelligence and how they put someone from the Heritage Foundation, a, a, a certainly a right-of-center organization, think sure. tank. They put someone on the Heritage Foundation to try to give diversity of thought to the committee as a whole. And apparently Google, or Alphabet, I guess I should say, say. Um, 2,500 Alphabet Associates wrote a letter or petition, petition of some form or fashion demanding that this individual be kicked off the ethics board. And ultimately, Alphabet did the did one better and just shut the ethics board down. <laughs> I guess that's the easier option. <laughs> and then today, I was reading an article um, about um, how Amazon employees are asking asking the CEO, recently divorced or working to be divorced, Jeff Bezos. I think, I think it's settled now. Is it done, settled now? He's got about $35 billion. Well, that's it. Thought. Gee whiz. Um, but uh, apparently 3,500 Amazon employees are signing a petition uh, trying to get Amazon to come up with a climate change policy of its own. So when I'm seeing this from Alphabet, I'm seeing this from Amazon, I'm seeing this from members of Congress grilling the banking industry, all with very similar questions and concerns, I've got to ask the question again whether or not society is expecting something different out of corporations as a whole. And it, it's so odd to me. I mean, I get it for if you work for a company, you might want your ideals in that company. So uh, the people at Amazon wanting a more socially responsible company. but. For them to go after the banking system, the whole financial system, just seems so off to me. I don't know. Well, it also suggests to me that perhaps a lot of people are thinking more of their hearts as opposed to their minds. Corporations are legally set up uh, to essentially turn a profit. I mean, right. that, that's, that's the bottom line for any corporation to turn a profit. If a corporation does not turn a profit, guess what they become? Not a corporation. <laughs> 
that's absolutely right. So the primary concern, we, we everything else is just it's noise or, or tangential. Companies have to generate revenue, and they've got to generate more revenue than expen- expenses in order to turn a profit to to drop some income to the bottom line. And if they don't do that, they go out of business. Investors plow their money into corporations in order to make a return on on their money. And as such, corporations have to make money to not only keep the doors open, but to keep their investors happy. Right. I mean, that seems pretty straightforward to me. I think it's pretty straightforward. Now, it's not in a corporation's primary DNA to try to come up with a climate change plan or to try to right all the world's wrongs. Now, if a corporation can do all of this stuff and have a climate change policy and what have you on the sidelines or come up with some carbon neutral type things or what have you, all the while, while it doesn't impact their primary business model or impact the bottom line to a degree that investors flee the corporation, can I argue with that? No. So what do people of your generation, Sam, because people mostly of my generation, mostly of my generation, and again, I'm a little bit older than you. Just a few years? Just a few years. <laughs> Were you waiting for that? Yeah, I was. You always said that. But people in my generation, for the most part, and people on my lot in life, and I've obviously, as you will know, I helped to create Oakworth Capital Bank, we've got a particular way of viewing the world and particular understanding of how corporations and corporate America at its core operate. However, increasingly, I begin to think people that are younger than I am have a completely different view of the world and of corporate America. So what do people of your generation truly want out of corporations and I'm not talking about what you want well, out yeah, of corporations. We need that caveat with Not that. what you want some out of corporations. People, I get it. We want we'll salary reviews and all that stuff. I mean, I get that. But but in, ter- in turn, it just sort of pie in the sky. Then. People roughly of Generation Y and Generation Z, what are they looking for that corporations aren't currently providing? They want companies to completely align with their belief system and their, you know, social ideas of what what companies should be doing of what is morally right in their idea in in their mind but it it's just so odd that to me that i already said this a little bit but that the banking system is where they're wanting to go after <laughs> these people i mean you, well we do kill a lot of trees i mean they're they're, <laughs> they're talking about okay it's they should start deciding who and who not they're going to give loans to that, that seems so off-putting and so detrimental to the economy. If these large banks, the too-big-to-fail banks, start deciding who and who not to uh, provide credit to. Well, it all depends, Sam. They currently do, present, to, do decide who and who do not to provide credit to. But if the corporations, I mean, if the government is forcing the corporations, I guess that's what you're trying to say. Maybe I was misprocessing yeah. what, you, what you were saying. If the government all of a sudden is telling the banking system or the financial system, you make a loan here, you don't make a loan here, obviously that impacts and inhibits the free flow of capital throughout the financial Which system. I think we can both agree is no bueno. Uh, that is no bueno at all. <laughs> that is not very good. Because everywhere that you have capital controls, and this would just be a capital control by another name. We could put, we could sugarcoat it. We could, make I, our, I th- we could make ourselves feel good about it and call it whatever we want to. It's a capital control. Capital controls simply do not work. 
And AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was grilling, I think, Jamie Dimon. Yep. Uh, talking about, she mentioned something about people going to prison or jail for jumping turnstiles. Yep. How about uh, sending CEOs to uh, prison for their role when creating the financial system collapse that resulted in the foreclosures of 7.6 million homes right. throughout the country? And that was, that from a hard, that, that's a hard-hitting question, I suppose. And from the outside looking in, I guess that, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, a little bit maybe, of a straw man argument. It's though, a straw, well, I mean, it is because... If I'm Jamie Dimon, and Jamie Dimon obviously has his defense up, but clearly, I mean, he said, I don't think people should go to jail for jumping turnstiles, and I don't either. I mean, I don't think it should, I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. Uh, but at the same time, I would have, he could have rightly argued, well, we had the financial system collapse because 7.6 million people didn't right. pay, them, pay back the money that they said they were going to. Uh, but, you know, obviously that doesn't play very well. And having worked with public entities in the past, uh, certainly not the Congress or what have you, but here on a local level, and having to deal with some of the questions that local aldermen have asked me and state, the state politicians, I also know that there's oftentimes, these people are certainly not experts on very much of anything other than grandstanding. And so when I hear these questions, boy, I understand what they're doing. They're grandstanding. They're trying to curry votes, and they believe what they actually, what they're saying. Most However, of the time. Most of the time, good. Sitting there comparing people jumping the turnstile on the New York subway <laughs> system to the financial system collapse of 2008 and blaming banks for causing it by causing the foreclosures of 7.6. Listen, banks do not want to foreclose on loans. Absolutely, they do not want to foreclose. It'd be pretty on, counterintuitive to their well, of course model. it does because okay, if you if if you don't understand the way a home foreclosure works, you have a house, you mortgage it, you're putting up the house as as collateral. If a bank forecloses on it, that means that the person cannot make the note to pay the mortgage, right, yeah. Sam? Right. Now, and and if all of a sudden a bank forecloses on it, it means that, frankly, that the that the homeowner. Couldn't pay back the loan. Couldn't make the, couldn't couldn't make the payments, and couldn't sell the property at a value that would pay off the loan. Right. Otherwise, they would do so and pay off the loan. Right. Yeah. So when a bank forecloses, they know immediately that the value of their collateral is less than the amount of the loan that they have. Yeah. So as a rule, by definition, banks do not want to foreclose on properties. Only people who want that are the people that are offloading that risk onto somebody else. So <laughs> whoever's on the receiving end of those mortgages yeah. is not going to like it. Of course, no one. Trust me, banks don't want. Banks do not get ri rich foreclosing on on homeowners. They just simply don't. Yes, the last CBS thing they want to do. Are another yeah. another conversation. Yeah, but they absolutely don't want to do that. As the CEO of Regions Financial. Some CEOs ago, a number of CEOs told me, said, John, we love making real estate loans. We don't want to be in the real estate business, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. It makes perfect sense. So when I hear these questions like that, it, it suggests to me that there's a fundamental misunderstanding or lack of understanding exactly what corporations and banks are supposed to be doing in the economy. You start asking banks what they're going to do about climate change. I think maybe we should be asking denim producers in China about climate change far more than what we'd be asking J.P. Morgan's Jamie Dimon about climate change. The companies that are loaning to fracking companies, shale <laughs> companies, seems to kind of be their argument. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, there's, Again. If it, you know, I was, I was dealing with someone that's in the, in the, in the energy industry this morning. And, uh, you know, it's one of those deals. It's... Um, 
there's no no two ways around it, Sam, in terms of climate change, in terms of a lot of this good, good stuff. Everyone wants what's best, and, and no one wants rivers to catch on fire like the Cuyahoga River right. did in Cleveland some years ago. No one wants to breathe dirty air. However, if you're expecting people that aren't in the business of polluting the air, and I don't think very many people would say that banks are the major polluter, to come up with climate change initiatives, Green New Deals, if you were, is kind of misunderstanding, again, what businesses are in the business to do. And specifically the banking businesses, <laughs> the people that are providing liquidity throughout the whole entire market. I mean, I think you'd agree with me that saying it's, I believe, Wells Fargo's fault that a pipeline bus it's a little illogical. <laughs> yeah, you might want to explain the backstory behind that one. So uh, one of these meetings, kind of similar to what we had today, they were... I believe it's Wells Fargo. I, I could be wrong on it the was. bank. Um, they were trying to put the fault of, was it, I forget which pipeline it was, busting and environmental issues onto the bank for making that loan and not necessarily the company that was on the other side of that loan and who was more at fault with the busted pipeline. There you have it. I'm not sure if we can even end with anything any better than that. But the truth is, people that are going to be listening to economic podcasts would really kind of hear what, hear your words and understand that you're a complete fallacy in that line of argument. However, people that aren't in the business of listening to economic podcasts be going, well, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course they should. Why shouldn't they be responsible for it? They would, there wouldn't be that pipeline, but if, if Wells Fargo had lent that money to them. Well, good thing this is an economic podcast. <laughs> <laughs> And so that's that's what I find so confusing. Now, I will tell you this. For Amazon's employees, and this is where maybe I sound like I might be a little bit left of center or out there with maybe some of the more progressive elements. Since Amazon is now getting increasingly into not not just the distribution, but also the final delivery of the products. Oh, it's every every part of Every part chain. of it. It will have a more of an impact on the uh, environment moving forward than it's had in the past. Sure. As such, coming up with ideas about how to fuel their fleets over the over the road trucks or local delivery trucks i'm seeing more local delivery trucks for prime than i am for ups i've and, noticed and that FedEx. more and more every day oh uh, you know having them operate on cng or lng might be one way having them be flex fuel or something like that and that maybe could be something that bezos could come up with in order to appease the 3500 strong sure so but what do you think banks could do in terms of climate change yeah, I don't think they should do much, honestly. <laughs> we unless, they, unless they get an environmental sector of their bank and start trying to regulate that through their loans, which I think is pretty ludicrous, but it's not the bank's job. The bank's job is to provide liquidity, and um, especially these large banks like that. I mean, their, their job should not be to decide what and what not to make loans to based on morality like that. Well, it's actually it's detrimental to the economy as a whole. Right. To uh, have some sort of inhibition or inhibitor to the free flow of capital based on contemporary societal mores. Uh, that inhibitor that would in, you know, I mean, keep the capital from going to its, to its highest and best use. Um, the end result of any loan, I mean, banks simply want to get their money back. Sure. Banks oftentimes are, and usually are ambivalent or agnostic what the deal is. I mean, within reason, of sure. course. Sure. I mean, no state-sponsored. Yeah, 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 terrorism or, or what have you. I mean, you know, Jamie Dimon is not going to lend to that. But as long as the business model is sound and not completely amoral, 
banks will make the banks are agnostic for sure. the most part, but we'll lend you the money. We want our money back with interest. Sure. And I guess an important caveat to this is I know Bank of America, I believe, has some. Um, they've put in some limitations to who they will make loans to. However, it's different when it's a company's decision to do it versus the government coming down and putting well, a capital control. Well, this is this is where it gets this is where it gets kind of a slippery slope. You know, and the and the banks and, and corporate America needs to develop a little bit of a, of a spine, a little bit of a backbone here, because if you give in too much now, just to get them off your back, they'll that's fine. They'll come back again. What's that book? If you give a mouse a cookie, what is what is that? I forget. You yeah. just come back again yeah. and again. They just keep coming back again and again until finally there's not much left that you can give. It's kind of like I was thinking more of the giving tree. You remember that from yeah. Shel Silverstein? Yeah. Um, that's actually a pretty good way of viewing it. You know, the the, the little boy keeps on coming back to where often there's nothing left but but a stump for the old man to sit on. That's kind of what happens in these types of situations. That 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 is. If our elected officials and if just society as a whole don't understand the main purpose of corporate corporations within the economy, if you keep asking them to do things for which they are not incorporated to do, things which they really can't control, but you but you're demanding it of them nonetheless, all of a sudden what you will find is they will become more and more like the giving tree until there is absolutely nothing left. I like that. Right. Yeah, I think pretty good analogy. How good analogy? Very good. All right. <laughs> but that book's an old book. I've read that book. Well, it's not hard yeah. to read. I mean, well, I it was a children's book. When I was growing <laughs> up, so. But I hope it's not too hard to read. <laughs> it, was like, it took me about five, six minutes. I mean, <laughs> I don't think it took me. But the message was very strong, very deep, yeah, very deep. Well, so there you have it. We're kind of running out of time here today. This seems to be. You know, there's some, this topic, the social responsibilities of corporations and the economy, will be probably increasingly more important. We'll hear more and more of it leading up to the 2020 elections, primarily because I believe, and I could be wrong, 2020 is going to be facing is going to be less of a this is what we're going to fund, this is what we're not going to fund, blah, 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 that type of stuff, which, which elections have typically been people's views on, you know, what the government's role is. In any particular program, I think we're going to be shaping up 2020 to be just what sign kind of society we want to have. Yeah. More so than what government should do. It's what sort of society we want to have. And this is going to be a made, very major topic in it. So, Sam, we might be talking about this again in another four to six weeks. I months. think we will. So, I think there's no doubt about it. <laughs> so, we've got to hold true. We can't change our tune. Just want to let you know that. Anything else for today? That's all I have. Well, all right. Well, guys, I'm not sure if we traded perspectives today, but we always want to thank you for listening. We love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any questions or comments, as always, please let us know. You can send us an email to trainingperspectives at oakworthcapital.com, where you can leave us a review at the podcast outlet of your choice. And Sam, to that end, we have sent out a couple of T-shirts recently. We have. We certainly have. Uh, you know, you get a free T-shirt. It's a, it's a pretty dope T-shirt. We only have large or extra large. So if you, if you send in a great idea, please specify large or extra large. Or also, if you're interested in hearing more of what we have to say or how we, or, or how we think or view the world, you can always check out our blog, Common Sense, at oakworthcapital.com, underneath the Thought Leadership tab. And with Sam, do you have anything else for today? That's all I have. That's all I've got, too. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Y'all take care.